health is a crown worn by the healthy that only the ill can see. Your health really is your wealth. Join us for the next hour as we explore disease and attaining and maintaining good health. This is Dischem Medical Monday, brought to you by Dischem. Better health starts here. Good morning. You're listening to 101.9 High FM. My name is Nicholas Ingle and you have joined us for the Dischem Medical Monday. In studio, we have our guest, David Kahn. Six times, comrades runner, huh? Good morning. Good morning. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, he's the dispensary manager at Dischem Linksfield. So we're going to be chatting all things asthma. Asthma and allergies, the medication, lifestyle choices, natural remedies. And we'll be running through the hour. We're going to start off with discussing the medication that's commonly used to combat asthma and allergies, following that up with the relationship between asthma and allergy medication. And then through to asthma medication, can people get addicted to it? Are people getting addicted to asthma pumps? I'm going to like to have a chat with David about the use of asthma medication, the cortisone meds, in terms of sport and illegal doping in sport for enhanced sports performance. And we'll have closing statements then at the end of the hour from David. We want to hear from you. Have you suffered from asthma? How are you dealing with it? Have you seen an increase in in asthma rates in your community, amongst your friends and family, given the rise in vaping, given the rise in the poor air quality? So let us know in studio, 34519, Telegram 061-895-1019. You can get us on Twitter at HiFM, email on air at HiFM. Dot com and call into the studio on 0101403020. David, a big welcome. Thank you for joining us. Thank you as well, Nicholas. Great to be here. Thank you. And we had a pretty fascinating chat a little bit earlier, and we can go into that now. But uh, what are the, the commonly used medications to combat asthma? Um, asthma is treated with a number of drugs. Firstly, your, your first line drugs would be your. Um, bronchodilators so typically your astavent it used to be ventolin um, if the bronchodilators are not working then the physicians start adding the um, steroid drugs to that your various cortisones um, and they are normally in the form of long-acting bronchodilator with cortisone right Let's go back. Let's chat about what is asthma. What are the what are the symptoms, the side effects? What are the challenges? Okay. Asthma and allergy go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. Um, because of our air quality, because of smoking, um, because of the other environmental aggravators such as house dust mites, people develop allergies. And an allergic reaction is when your body releases histamine. Um, for the wrong purpose right and it can manifest in hives in rashes skin allergies um, congestion in the sinuses runny um, red and itchy eyes when it comes to the respiratory system it can result in asthma which can become a chronic condition where your bronchi 
thicken, the airways go into constriction, but in long-term untreated response to it, the thickening exacerbates and worsens the asthma. Right. Um, so it's, it's critically important if a person is diagnosed with asthma that they need to be on long-term therapy because that does reverse that harming thicken, the harmful thickening of the airways and improve the quality, overall quality of life of the patient. Right. Um, people would start out using, say, a short-term bronchodilator and then suddenly they would realize that they're needing more and more of it and you'll see over-the-counter sales, repeat sales. Right. Okay. Uh, Let's go yeah. to an ad break and we'll continue with that okay. when we're back. This is Medical Monday brought to you with the compliments of Discam. Better help starts here. And you're listening to 101.9 High FM. It's Discam Medical Monday. And I'm sitting in for Kathy. My name is Nicholas Ingle. In studio, we have David Kahn, dispensary manager at Discam Linksfield. We're chatting asthma. Let us have your thoughts and questions on SMS 34519, Telegram 061895-1019, at HiFM on Twitter. Email is on air at HiFM.com. And you can call into the studio on 01014030020. David, we were chatting about some of the symptoms of asthma and some of the medical treatments. Yes, and I, w- I was saying that people can develop an almost dependence to the, bronchi- the short-acting bronchodilators, and then they land up at the doctor because their heart rate is racing. When, right. Once you start overdosing on those drugs, it stimulates the heart. And they get put onto a corticosteroid spray or a combination spray. And within two or three doses of that steroid, their requirement for the bronchodilator less than halves. Wow. More than halves, sorry. Okay. Yeah. It has a phenomenal effect. So then they suddenly realize that they need that. And that's when the real treatment kicks in. Right. And quality of life improves. Um, asthma can also be stimulated by um, exercise. The causes aren't really well known. It's more theories about sudden increased respiratory cycle um, because of that you're potentially breathing in more allergens the air is either dry or cold drying out your airways and a lot of people realize that they need a dose of bronchodilator before they start their their exercise workout right then more more at the beginning than sort of at the end yes right yeah Yeah. just I mean mm. even I mean adapting to the dry air up in Gauteng Yes. If you go out on a run on a cold winter's day, even as a fit person, non-asthmatic, those first few minutes as your body adapts yes. can be quite uncomfortable. And then your blood circulation modifies, it adjusts, and your obviously your, your body starts moisturizing your lungs more. Right. And that's sort of the, the body's natural remedy. Yes. If you're not having that sort of natural recovery then it's time to sort of step in and, and seek medical yes. advice. Yes. Even if you're a fit runner in summer. Even if you're a fit runner, runner in summer, in summer yes. Okay. Yeah. 
how important, just um, to digress a little bit, we've mentioned environment. How important is environment? We've seen a big movement in the States and in Europe for sort of a cleaner household. Paints that don't have toxins, flooring, glue, all the construction material used in building the home. How, how big an effect can that be? It can have a huge mm. impact. Mm. And one, one of the most common issues is house dust mite. Right. And I'll sound like a vacuum cleaner salesman <laughs> now. Have you ever seen an, <laughs> a demonstration of a Kirby vacuum cleaner? Yep. <laughs> what comes out of those mattresses yes. can be nightmarish. And I mean, there's been a huge move away from carpeting, like wall-to-wall carpeting in homes, which has had a very positive impact on respiratory health. Yes. Um, animal dander, mm. um, the house dust might live there. Right. So, How often should we be sort of vacuuming um, our mattresses and you know bedding and pillows and stuff? I think if you are an allergy sufferer, at least mm. once a quarter. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That's better. And you mm. you do get um, allergy preventative bed covering like uh, a mattress cover, which is protective and prevents okay. your. Um, I mean skin flakes off everybody's bodies constantly and that is what migrates down into the mattresses and feeds acts as a food for the house dust mites right. yeah. okay. so using um, mattress covers mm-hmm. is very preventative right. and those get washed with the normal household hygiene cycles right yeah. and, and kept sort of fresh yeah. I, w- I wanted to ask as well on that what is the correlation between the pharmacist like yourself and the doctor how do you work with one another how does the patient work with both of you where are they coming to you initially do you find and then you're referring them to the doctor and then they're coming back how does that work with for an asthma sufferer um occasionally they get referred by pharmacies um Mm. if we detect that somebody's buying that pump too often yes um or if you see that they are distressed because of what's happening with their heart rate but I think in, in most instances, they know they've got a problem. They end up being referred to a pulmonologist who right. does the measurements. Spirometry is what it's called. And then the diagnosis is properly made okay. and treated. Are, are we mm. seeing a, a potential risk of addiction? Where P, Is it a, so an addiction to the drug as... For example, with alcohol in terms of how it makes us feel, or is it just that it's so uncomfortable not to be using the medication? Asthma isn't, asthma isn't a lifestyle condition. Mm. It's not a stimulant. It's not a... No. It, mm. th- there's no addiction like that. Right. No. So th- there's no real no. risk of becoming addicted to your medication? No. No. Okay. So it's something and mm. and one, one thing that seems to be showing up in clinical results now is that after a number of years, it is a good plan to withdraw certain treatments to see if it is still required because there can be a much longer term if positive effect on asthma. And some patients are able to come off their medication. Right. So can we, so we can outgrow our asthma effectively? Yes. Yeah. Okay. We, we can grow into it and we can outgrow it. And outgrow yeah. it. Right. Fantastic. Yeah. Just yeah. as... Um, one of the other questions in terms of what we were chatting about earlier, sport, where cortisone is, is used in recovery, um, do you see any of that coming through where there's sort of, how does one access the medication, um, the cortisone medication? Do you need scripts? It is meant to be on prescription only. Right. 
Um, however, we do get requests from members of the public coming in for cortisone in oral form, tablet right. form, without prescription. So it, it's something that we don't do mm. um, at Diskim and other corporate pharmacies, I'm sure. However, some of the private pharmacies do bend the rules a bit and right. people do access those drugs. Okay. Yeah. And, and use them basically for yes. enhanced performance in sport. Yes. Okay. Mm. Um, which is obviously and it's something that can end a career quite quickly if it's, if it's picked up and there can be some long-term health issues with yes. that. Let's chat about uh, a bugbear and how long we're going to go until ads, but let's just start on this. Vaping. Yes. How big an effect has this been on the respiratory health? So we are going to go to an ad and uh, we can chat about that as soon as we're back. This is Medical Monday brought to you with the compliments of Dischem. Better health starts here. And it's just gone 20 past 10, Monday morning, you're on 101.9 High FM. My name is Nicholas Ingle and you're listening to the Discam Medical Monday. In studio, we have guest David Kahn, dispensary manager at Discam Linksfield. We're chatting all things asthma. Let us have your questions and comments on 34519 SMS, Telegram 0618951019, Twitter at HiFM, email on air at HiFM, or you can call into the studio on 01. 01403020 David just before we went to the ad break we were chatting about vaping and yes. uh, how big an effect is this on asthma and respiratory health vaping is and is going to have a huge impact just as smoking did right and the biggest concern is the amount of youth that are vaping currently um, schools do outlaw it However, um, there's no control yeah. and there's, there's, no, there's no discipline around it. Um, so, yes, vaping is going to be a huge contributor to asthma. In, in yeah. your sense yeah. and just in your experience, for the people starting incredibly young, 12, 13, 14, there seems to be a lot of pressure at school and teens to, to vape. I think much earlier than it was even with smoking. What, what do you sense the long-term effects are going to be? And also, I mean, th there's not long-term data on this. Yes. Yeah. So there, there's no tar, mm. um, as in physical smoking, combustive smoking. However, there are definite impacts on respiratory health. And uh, unfortunately, it's going to take time to get to know what the long-term effects are. Um, I don't think you've got the the carcinogens that are in smoke. Yes. However, there are going to be other effects. Right. Those those molecules are a lot finer, a lot more compact. So the 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 absorption into the system is a lot more intense. Right. From cigarette smoking. And effectively, it, it's a nicotine dispensing device. Yes. Right? Yeah, and uh, there, there's yeah. addiction issues around that as Correct. well. Yes, heart rate issues, and it, it's not something that someone reduces. Correct, uh, which yeah. becomes and it affects bone health. So, mm. just like with smoking, when patients require orthopedic surgery, recovery times are a lot longer and right. more arduous. 
So there, there are definite health risks and challenges coming down the road for those people that are vaping. Have you seen um, a sort of an increase in the need for asthma medication and treatment because of vaping in, in high school and in younger students? I can't pinpoint mm. that. Um, okay. As manager, I don't see those volumes. I don't see all the patients myself. Right. Um, but ch- childhood asthma is very common. Yes. And compounded with the air quality that yes. we deal with. I, I remember reading something many years ago where they said living in Johannesburg is equivalent to a two-packet-a-day habit yes. um, of smoking. Yes. So on that, what are the other environmental factors uh, from nutrition to the home we touched on to smoking that can affect asthma? Um, it is air pollutants, mm. Mm. Um, seasonal allergens, we, we have a constant supply of pollens up on the high felt. Yes. In summertime, it's from trees and grasses, and in wintertime, it's from other grasses. Okay. So the, 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 the mapping is out there on the, on the weather maps. You can check your, poly, your pollen counts. Some people are very sensitive to those. And desensitization programs are available. Okay. So, um, there, there are allergy centers where they can identify what your major um, antagonists are with regard to your asthma or allergies. And it's almost like a homeopathic treatment where they subcutaneously inject micro doses of those to desensitize your body to the allergies. Right, yeah. okay. Um, yeah. Fantastic. So if you, if you want to talk about natural alternative treatments to asthma and allergies there aren't a lot of successful ones um exercise is important mm-hmm. um singing okay. is an incredible exercise for the lungs um and not so exer- much for my neighbors <laughs> no not so much for your neighbors yeah yeah um i just know of some examples of people mm. who've late in life started singing and it's had a huge impact positive impact on their physical health okay yeah those exercises breathing to the solar plexus yes that sort of focused breathing um vitamin d is important it doesn't mean that everybody needs to start consuming vitamin d they need to know their levels because vitamin d if it's too high or too low, can be detrimental to one's health. Okay. Um, but getting out there and exercising in the sun, yeah. besides the risks of sun damage at the right times of day, is incredibly healthy for body and soul. Absolutely. Um, Unless, of course, it's the uh, up run and you're going through poly shorts. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> in winter. In winter, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Um, there aren't a lot of natural remedies for asthma that are successful. Eating quercetin rich foods, which is citrus and apples, seems to benefit asthma patients. All right. Is there food that is bad? So for, um, I know with myself where I'm not a f- my body's not a fan of gluten as much as I am. And when I'm eating it, then waking up the next day, very blocked, very congested and feeling very uncomfortable, almost like a hangover. Yes. Puffy eyes and, yes. and bloating. Yeah. It can be that. It can be the the sulfur used as a preservative in particularly wine. Okay. Um, 
Chinese food syndrome, eating too much MSG, mm-hmm. that can antagonize it. Sure. Yeah. So I think that, that you, you touched on the point of knowing your levels. So yes. that is something that is vital. Is there anything that you offer in pharmacy that people can come in for testing or stuff that's available? No, there's no spirometry done in pharmacy. It's okay. only the physicians and the pulmonologists that That'll do, do that. that, yes. Okay. Mm. But people can sort of listen to their bodies. Absolutely. You're eating a certain food, you're feeling a certain way. You're drinking something, you're feeling a certain way. You'll know what's triggering your conditions. You should get to know that. It's critically important. Absolutely. Mm. And just the the getting outside and the being in the sun, how valuable is, do you have a sense of swimming, uh, diving, that type of stuff, where you're needing to have breath control? Um. Well, you mentioned singing. So. Singing, yes. Yeah. Well, swimming, mm. yes. Um, underwater swimming, yes. breath holding, that would obviously increase because when you, when you come out of that, you're having an intense breathing reaction to that. Yes. So that is exercising it. Right. Getting to increase your distance capacity on breath hold is incredibly good for that sort of health as okay. well. Yes, and it's a skill that can be learnt and developed. Um, yes, yeah. no, nobody wants to get into free diving <laughs> championships, but that. That's <laughs> so when sort of I had asthma as a child, and I fortunately outgrew it. And I think one of the contributing factors for myself was doing lengths of the Sea Point Pavilion underwater. And that's 25 meters with a push-off. So three breaths and then uh, g- yes. get out the CO2 and go. Yes. I think so. breath holding is something that, can, that could help. It is. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. I, I myself am a diver. Um, okay. I can get up to doing 50 meters underwater. Right. Um, in the pool up at Virgin Active. Yeah, that, that's, that's intense because there's, there's yeah. you're turning around. Yes. And that's a lot of energy. Yeah. yeah. So that's um, very, very cool. Yeah. So that's something you would recommend, but obviously for, and have someone watching you. Yes. There's no risk of shallow water blackout then, or if, if there is, then it's yeah, okay. Yeah, correct. 50 meters, that's not yeah. bad. So <laughs> for what you, yeah. I mean, you, you're pretty, you're in shape, you're, you're looking pretty fit. Yes. I mean, you look about 35, 37. <coughs> and, um, Thank you. <laughs> so just how important, you know, medication is one thing. But the lifestyle, I mean, in terms of quality of life, what can you tell us about that? Lifestyle and diet mm. can be critically important mm. to that. And they, they can be an unknown cause to your allergy. And suddenly you need to start eliminating foods to test yourself. Yes. And there are protocols like that. Um, it's a bit of an involved story, but my, my late grandmother, who mm. lived to 101, wow. in her last eight years was treated as an asthmatic and in 1998, she, she suddenly had a downturn and we thought that the end is coming mm. and we were okay with that. She was 98. Right. Within three days of her lying in bed very much in an inactive state, trying to get a little bit of ensure into her, we suddenly realized that she wasn't wheezing anymore mm. and we withdrew. She was on nebulizer. She was on asthma pumps. She was on cortisone, and because of all of that, she was on um, a drug to treat angina because all the heart stimulation caused that. And over a period of a few weeks, we withdrew all of those medications. Right. And 
she bounced back and she lived for another three years in incredible health. Right. And the cause was her addiction to chocolate. <laughs> and suddenly, I mean, we used to raid her cupboard for chocolates. Yes. Suddenly, she became allergic to chocolate and that brought on asthma. Right. And nobody knew what the cause was until it was excluded from her diet. Okay. That, and, and that can happen with specific food groups Absolutely. that we develop an allergy yeah. to. Yes. And then that yeah. affects our quality. So my yeah. late father, he was absolutely heartbroken because he developed an allergy to eggs. And he just, his, yeah. his, his body couldn't deal with it. Yes. And uh, it was his favorite thing. But so if we... Uh, yeah. No, I mean, just like, mm. just like uh, penicillin, you could yeah. have penicillin 50 times in your life without issue. And the next time you have an anaphylactic reaction. Yes. Um, you can become allergic to foodstuffs right. at any stage in your life. What should and people watch out for with that? I mean, how close is eating to the reaction? Was it varied on the, the food stuffs? Um, I suppose it depends on how often you're exposed to it. If you have right. chronic exposure to a food stuff, mm. it would become a chronic condition. Right. Whereas if it's intermittent, um, if you're allergic to something that you only eat seasonally, okay. you would get to realize that that's your trigger. Mm. Yes. How, would, would you suggest perhaps food diaries, people writing down what they eat and writing the next day, how they feel? It's very important mm. if you are trying to determine that, yes. Okay. And th th these are all the things that modern lifestyle detracts, take so much of our attention. Yes. That we don't really have enough energy to apply attention to ourselves. Yes. But these things can be prevented uh, before medication is needed or can help reduce medication. Yes. Yeah. Um, so these, yeah. in, any sort of other idea or advice that you could give for people to be aware or how to record how they're feeling? Um, food diaries are important. Mm. Massively. Nothing else. Yeah. 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 It, it, it's yeah. so interesting. Uh, as a coach, um, I yeah. get to speak to people about their nutrition quite often. Yes. And always say to them, how's your eating? And they'll go, no, it's Okay. And then I tell them to start sending me photographs of what they eat and when they eat. And you sort of, you see breakfast is a cup of low-fat yogurt and three grapes. And then there's nothing until four o'clock in the afternoon where it becomes a rusk and some coffee. And then dinner becomes a fast food takeaway because people are making their decisions hungry. And they, they, everyone starts off with a fantastic, what they think is a healthy breakfast. Yes. Um, in terms of you know, sort of uh, low fat and uh, high fiber, whatever, and then end up binging in the evenings. And when they start to write that down and record it, they become They realize far, the truth. They yes. realize <laughs> the truth. Absolutely, it's the same with water. How, how important is water intake do you think, in terms of managing asthma or general health? Hydration is critical to mm. every aspect of health. Yeah. Yes. What, what is a good amount for people? Do you base that varies the on the person? On, okay. It depends on the person, the environment, right. the mm. activity level. I mean, you if you lose about eight hundred ml of water through respiration in your sleep, right? So, wow. first thing in the morning, morning. Yep. should be a glass of water or two. That's at five hundred ml to a liter yeah. before getting out of bed. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, that's such a, and it's such a neglected thing. And one of the questions I also get on that all the time is, does coffee count or does tea count as water? And those things are actually diuretics. 
Yes. Um, yeah, they are diuretics, yeah. but I mean, it, it is 70%, 80% water. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it's a debatable one. one. Weigh yourself before and after. Um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, artificial sweeteners, yes. they, they antagonize a lot of health conditions. Okay. Um, so we get sugar tax and then we aren't allowed to have artificial sweeteners because they're poison. So. How about honey? Yeah. <laughs> honey is awesome. Yeah, absolutely. I believe. Yeah. yeah. And that's one of the mm. other um, unproven recommendations is that eating local honey L- lo- is almost yes. like a homeopathic treatment of allergies because it's sourcing pollens from your environment yes yeah. absolutely i was, I was yeah. just going to touch on that yeah. absolutely okay. yeah so, and lo- local yeah. is the crucial thing yes yeah and and, and making yeah. sure you guys stock good honey <laughs> we stock no. some awesome honey. No, you do so that's 100 percent. yes so i think that that's a great thing that people can go and check particularly yeah. also for kids for younger kids yeah. for older people yeah you know a tablespoon or two of honey a day yes. is not always a bad thing yeah i go for mm. organic and non-irradiated honey yes. myself i try to keep it as pure and natural as possible yeah i go through a lot of honey okay right, there we go yeah and uh that as a matter of fact that's what uh you know, I used to call my my, my ex-girlfriend. Um, so that was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> what, what are the other things that we could eat to benefit ourselves in terms of asthma and our general health? Um, as I said, mm. the certain rich foods, which is your apples and citrus, yes, are about the best for that. Omega-3, salmon okay. oil. Right. Eating salmon. Um, low mercury salmon. Yes. Which is... And that's that's a debate and a whole issue on its own. Right. So supplementing with a high grade omega three oil okay. is incredibly beneficial to asthma, allergy, and brain function. Yes, uh, a lot of well, and it's anti-inflammatory for the body as well. Right. So that that'll probably and lic- your your coconut oils. Um, coconut oils are good mm. for you as well. Okay. Yeah. It's very good for dental hygiene as well. Great yeah. for brushing your teeth. Yes. And, and yeah. hair and as a face wash. Yes. yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Say, oh, David, this doesn't just happen. Um, <laughs> so yeah. if we, we, we've spoken sort of, we've touched on the food, we've touched on the hydration. Just to go back to hydration, how can people manage their hydration levels? How do they know what's appropriate for them? If we look at... If your your pee is very dark, okay. If you're thirsty, yes. um, Or if your pee is very clear, what would you do? And you you need to be drinking enough to keep it clear. Okay. And if you if you're taking a a high vitamin B dose, a high dose vitamin B supplement, yes. Your pee is going to be a a brighter yellow than normal. Um, So, yes, consuming that water and keeping the kidneys flushing, Mm. um, without having to run to the loo every. 20 minutes yes obviously some people do become addicted to water and okay and overhydrate, and that's that also can obviously cause health issues yes so balance 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 so yeah. it's ba- balance and record a yeah. log i mean i don't yeah. think people have thought about writing we, them down yeah. what i, d- I don't think drink. we need to be that pedantic <laughs> in life that we need to log our water consumption sure. okay yeah. yeah it's a it's an interesting thing just yeah. before we go to our read now uh, we're coming up to an ad uh, with water loading for sport and getting athletes to drop weight for weight categories. It's a lot of fun. Okay. But uh, we'll touch on that when we come back. Okay. 
Discam Wellness Clinics for Adults offer convenient and professional care to help you manage health risks. Whether you have your regular wellness checks, such as blood pressure or cholesterol, Discam Wellness Clinics offer you a broad range of health screening services, including female health screening with pap smears, family planning, and pregnancy screening. Fast, affordable, and with care. Find your nearest Discam Wellness Clinic inside. Discam Pharmacies. Better health starts here. This is Medical Monday brought to you with the compliments of Discam. Better health starts here. It's Monday morning and it's just gone 22.11. You're listening to the Discam Medical Monday live on 101.9 High FM. My name is Nicholas Ingle and we are joined in studio with our guest, David Kahn, Dispensary Manager at Discam Linksfield. Let us have your thoughts and questions and comments. We're discussing asthma. You can get us on SMS 34519, Telegram 061895, 1019 Twitter at High FM, email on air at highfm.com and you can call into the studio on the number has gone so 0870551818 fantastic we do have a comment from Carol what are our thoughts on sparkling water David Sparkling water is a personal preference. No no harm, no good can come out of it. Okay, fair yeah. enough. Okay. Yeah. Let, yeah. Let's touch on some of the medication, some of the other yeah. meds that are used yeah. to treat asthma. Um, what we hadn't spoken about mm. is the addition to your various bronchodilators and um, cortisones would be your Montanuclast, which is an oral form, dosage form drug which prevents what they call the leukotrienes from being released, which are other allergy modulators. So you have your histamines and other antibodies in the body that aggravate and bring on the asthma. Right. So that's quite commonly prescribed long-term therapy and also for treating coughs, people that are recovering from bronchitis, that residual inflammation, the constant coughing, for a few weeks they can be put onto that therapy as well okay and then finally occasionally people are put onto oral cortisone which should be short term if the asthma is really difficult to control patients will be put onto a low chronic dose of that but there are long-term health issues around that and right. it is best prevented it avoided at all costs okay yeah um Critical to any inhaled steroid is to use it before food or at least to wash the mouth out with water um, bef- after con- immediately after consuming it. Otherwise, you can stimulate thrush at the back of the throat. Um, and that applies to cortisone nasal sprays as well. What are some of the, the other side effects of asthma medications? The most common is the cardiac effects. If the stimulant doses are going too high, then you would get reactions to that. Um, What would that feel like to the Um, the patient? People would feel anxious. They would know that they would be jittery. Their their heart is racing. So they they would sense the tachycardia. 
Okay. And it, it's not comfortable. It's very unpleasant, and they need to get that under control. How long does that last? It can become permanent. Okay. While they're taking the drugs. So right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that's then that can be managed with dosage or types of medication. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Are there any other types of medication that's used to deal with asthma, to treat asthma? Um, anything that we haven't touched on? Um, your, your antihistamines, and that's getting to, to allergies. Consuming antihistamines on a regular basis can have a positive impact on asthma as well. Okay. And then you've, you've got a whole lot of classes of antihistamine. Your older generation ones, um, which are very sedative in mm. side effects, so they, they aren't used a lot. Um, that would be your Finnegan. Um, commonly currently today, we still have Allergex, which is um, right. relatively sedative. Um, it depends on the dose interval and the quantity. Some people swallow two tablets at a time. That's heading very sedative. Okay. Um, Atarax, which was available years ago, is making a comeback in syrup form, but that's used more for its sedative effects. So... Um, not much for allergy. Okay. Um, and then your your newer generation, the the focus has been on decreasing the sedative side effect, finding molecules that are more beneficial to the allergy without causing that sedation. And the next generation, which would be your rupatidine, trade name is rupalurge or um, rupanase, those have an anti allergy and an anti-inflammatory effect so the, there's a dual effect at the site okay. of the allergy without the sedation can some of the antihistamine medication um, you said that they can assist in treating the asthma symptoms is there a risk at that they mask the asthma symptoms and then you don't know you have asthma no they would mask the triggers for acute attacks okay so they, they would prevent that Okay. Yeah. So there's no real risk to having asthma and um, taking this no, medication. No, if you're taking your antihistamine, mm. you are going to know that you're struggling to breathe. Okay. Yeah. And then that's yeah. it, that would deal with it. Yes. That, if we look at asthma as, as a risk, um, how important is it that people get become aware that they have it and that they, they are treating it? Um, I think to the, back to the late Professor Chris Barnard. Um, where he passed lying at a swimming pool having a, an asthma attack and not having his inhaler and his medication with yes. him. Yes. Um, so there, there are quite serious potential risks yes. with this. Um, people should get to know their condition. Mm. And, I mean, status asthmaticus is a life-threatening condition. Right. Um, and people do die from that. With and I think this is another risk of smoking or vaping, where you're thinking you are struggling to breathe and having these problems because of the smoking and vaping, where it's actually you you have asthma. Yes. Or another medical yeah, condition. Yeah. So that's correct. It. Is there anything on uh, with regards to asthma, the conditions, the allergies that you'd like to touch on that we haven't yet? Um, no, I think we've covered pretty comprehensively there now yes i think we've done yeah. pretty well absolutely yeah. <laughs> greg do you want us to go to an ad break or do you can we carry on a little bit <laughs> okay fantastic the wh one of the, the the questions that um <coughs> i i get asked quite often 
is if you're in the gym and you're training and you start getting the shortness of breath and you, you're not aware that you're an asthma sufferer, what should you do? What would the correct advice be? Because I know there are many coaches out there say, suck it up, buttercup, and keep pushing through. But yeah. in reality, wh- what, what is the best approach to do? I think Someone's if out on a run? or yeah. Yeah. If, if it's somebody who's come from a very inactive lifestyle, mm. I would say suck it up for a bit. Yes. And get, get through those. And it, it is your body adapting to the, the challenge of the exercise. Yes. And in building that fitness, um, it's like playing a musical instrument, a wind instrument. People can sit and play that, they can blow that thing for hours. Yes. But that takes years of practice and it starts off with five minute intervals of blowing because it's it's intense strain on your respiratory system. You're right. So just like that, exercise is the same thing. You're challenging your system. You're making it fitter. You need to get through that. I, I want to touch on that when we're back from the ad okay. break because as a coach, I get excited when you say training. All right, let's okay. go to ads. This is Medical Monday brought to you with the compliments of Discam. Better health starts here. It's just before 10 to 11 Monday morning. You're listening to the Discam Medical Monday Live on 101.9 High FM. My name is Nicholas Ingle, and we are joined in studio by our guest, David Kahn, dispensary manager at Discam Linksfield. Just before we start to wrap up, we are chatting about asthma, asthma medication, lifestyle, and everything that we can do to manage and treat it. So let us have your comments, please, on 34519 or questions, obviously. Telegram 0618951019, Twitter at HiFM, email on air at HiFM.com, or you can call into the studio on 0870551818. David, can we touch a little bit more on some of the things that we can do to improve our breathing and respiratory capacity and fitness. We spoke about swimming, we spoke about singing, uh, playing a musical instrument. If we could touch on that. Um, yeah, sure. Um, breathing exercises are important and mm. there, there are plenty of programs you could find online. But the, the, the simplest is focused, what they say, um, deep breathing, breathing to the belly button making right. your making your lungs open up completely if you have very shallow breathing you aren't really opening up all of the the finer alveoli in your lungs and that can lead to buildups and it's, it's just a whole cleansing process that's not happening properly right um yeah i think with so, even with the shallower breathing that that's more of our anxiety breathing yes right so the yeah. the anxiety can cause us to not be aware correct and that deeper fuller yes, breathing yeah. is more relaxing and t- taking a deep full breath is very relaxing yes, yes. absolutely uh, and sorry yeah one other thing and that's it's more related to sinus allergies but that does feed into the respiratory system is that before applying your your steroid nasal sprays and even your asthma treatments nasal flushing using a a saline rinse 
right. is critically important because it, pre- it prepares those surfaces prior to the medications being applied. Okay. Um, so you, you get a much better effect of it if you are applying a nasal steroid um, and you don't have all of that allergy aspiration going into your lungs which can happen which can cause other health issues okay so th- that would be more of the like the post nasal drip yes, going correct. down onto the yes. chest yes so we have another uh, question from carol i've been on an inhaler i uh, hope i'm pronouncing this correctly sir alpha sir alpha seriflow seriflow yes uh, for post nasal drip to keep my chest clear what we were just discussing for many years now hope this is not doing me any harm from carol if it's seriflow that is the combination of bronchodilator and steroid so i'm not too sure why you would be on that for an allergy related issue unless you do have asthma Right. But if it is asthma-related, um, long-term treatment is definitely warranted. Okay. But that's something if she's not comfortable, yes. she should get checked out yes. with a medical professional. Yeah. And she could contact me at the neighborhood if she wants to discuss okay. it further. So, Carol, you just walk in and you stand at the front of the shop and go, Dave! <laughs> so please do get in touch with Dave at the, at the store, Carol, if you'd like some more info, information on that. These small things like the the flushing of the nasal um, passages, they, they can have a profound effect on our overall well-being and and sort of sense of and and health. Are there other things we we've got sufficient hydration, uh, managing our nutrition, the the flushing, the breathing exercises, any other sort of recommendations you would have, you know, not holding your breath under the bath, but you yeah. know, practicing breath holds. Yeah. And, yeah. and timing your breath you, holds. You can do that without getting into a swimming pool. Yes. It's psychologically more difficult because you aren't underwater, so it's easier to take that sneak breath. Yes, um, 100%. Yes. <laughs> Try trying it yeah. in the shower as yeah. well. You know, we get yes. that uh, water yeah. on the face yeah. and we trigger that mammalian yeah. response. Yeah, yeah. So for yeah. that, okay, fantastic. Yeah, but a, but a, but a yeah. deep breath hold mm. is just as beneficial okay so just like any other body part that we want to maintain and keep healthy and look after we should be training and practicing and looking after our respiratory system 100 percent so and i think how getting in sufficient oxygen is vitally important to every aspect of our life right 100 percent and particularly for students sitting all crunched over with the rounded shoulders and not up and erect limiting their air intake posture yes inactivity physical sitting playing playstation yes yeah that's it so sedentary lifestyles are not healthy definitely not healthy so we encourage everyone to get out there get in the sun get during appropriate times get walking start practicing and start being healthy and looking after your respiratory system. David, unfortunately, that's all the time we have for today. Thank you so much for coming. It's been great being here as usual. It's been a while, but happy to be back. Fantastic. You've been been listening to the Discam Medical Monday live on 101.9 High FM. Craig, thank you. Hey, dude, it's awesome to be working with you as well. Thank you, team. Have an awesome Monday morning.